Warning. Warning. The Freestyle Club contains adult language. It is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, what's up? This is Nick Cologne, and I'm the newest, oldest member of the Freestyle Club. <laughs> You're the newest, oldest member? Yeah, because I've been here since back and five. <laughs> <laughs> This is Freestyle Club with your hosts, the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes, and CPR, Jose Ortiz. Hello and welcome. Welcome to another edition of the Freestyle Club. My name is CPR, Jose Ortiz, and of course, I'm being joined by the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes. What's good, you bastards? And joining us on the third chair, it's about time. Please welcome Nick Cologne. Hey, what's up, everybody? We should have like a little clap session, you know, like a standing ovation or, uh, you know, mild claps or maybe crickets. I, I don't know. We got to add that sound effect. Yeah, because I'm like uh, uh, a new inductee, but at the same time, uh, old. Yeah. You actually had the opportunity to be a part of the Freck and Flat Leavers. I, I remember that specific episode because you traveled uh, with a, a bunch of folks. You traveled with, with Pompeo Masano. It was a big room, right? You brought me a bat. Remember that? Yeah, we all signed uh, Tyree Hernandez. Uh, it was you, Pompeo Masano, Tyree, and you brought me the uh, Freck and Flat Leavers bat, which I still have. is hanging in uh, my DVD Blu-ray area all signed by everyone who took part in that episode. So you're a veteran here with, with me on, on, on these shows. That is correct. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of it. You actually had the trifecta. You were part of the Frackin' Flat Leavers. You did Clubhouse Dance Music, and now you're the new Freestyle Club member. There you go. Three's a good number. Originally, your song Broken, uh, you dedicated the extended version to Mississippi, why, why at that time did you want to dedicate that version to Mississippi? So we were going back and forth um, with the different passes and trying to get to the final uh, version of the record. And when we did, I was currently staying in a hotel in Mississippi. So the guys called it the Mississippi Club Mix. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, cool. Because, uh, yeah, it was originally called uh, Category 6. Wow. No, yeah, that would have been <laughs> that would have been a little bit too uh, 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 you know, below the belt. Yeah, because everything that happened with that hurricane. So they were like, yeah, well, let's call it something else. Yeah, well, you know, freestyle is tasteless anyway, so might as well, right? Yeah, we, we, we try to keep it classy. <laughs> well, <laughs> a, a big, big, huge fan of Broken is Rafael Reyes. I love that song, man. Well, he knows because I've been championing that song. Every version that comes out, I love it even more. It, it's just crazy. The post office mix, I'm like, damn, I can hear elements in there. I'm like, Oh, this is the way I remember freestyle, you know, not the booch, boom, booch, boom <laughs> that we've been getting lately, you know? It's, right. What can you say about the Santana Twins? Not enough can be said about their talent, but the Santana Twins are not the only producers you started with, so I guess we should start from the beginning. Yes, but speaking of the post office mix, uh, the United States Postal Service was upset about the fact that you called that the post office mix because, you know... <laughs> You were broken. You were broken. So that meant that they were going postal. So, you know, right, right. You, 
you might have some issues coming your way. Well, the guys like to, um, they name, every time they do a song, they do all the names of the mixes after a club that they either um, would frequent growing up when they were listening to music or their friends DJ there. So it's uh, named after a club in Brooklyn called the Post Office. This is the Freestyle Club. Topic of the week. Topic of Let's talk freestyle. Freestyle. So you you were jumping from uh, producer to producer, just like the unknown admin stated. Uh, you started off with uh, DOS. Yes. And then moved over to Pompeo Masano, and now you're with the Santana Twins. You also you know, have Willie Valentine somewhere in there as well. I guess you didn't know this. DJ Bryski produced one of his songs as well. So he's been around the block with the different producers. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. <laughs> no, not, not in a bad way. It's good. I mean, I, I take it it's, I take it as good because I can hear your, your sound change with each producer. So tell us a little bit about how it is to, to work with different producers. Uh, they have the similar workflow or they uh, concentrate on making the music first and then working on the lyrics or vice versa. Well, everybody's different. Um, I think it's important doing things the way that I did. It, it should, number one, it gives you growth and the knowledge that you get, because I think I've gotten something different from every working experience from Pete Hoffman to Willie Valentine, just, you know, everybody. I've learned from each and every one of them. Uh, for me personally, it's, it's been great. You know, I don't have anything negative or anything bad to say about anyone. Just that I think I, at the end of everything, I'm proud because I can look back at everything and I, and I can see the growth from the beginning to where I'm at now. And I think that's the benefit of doing that. I think when you stay stuck with one producer, you it's kind of like uh what an actor if you keep doing the same role that's how you're gonna get what is it cast type typecast typecast yes yeah i think it's you know like the same thing you kind of just get stuck into a sound had the opportunity to work with different producers and you know my music sounds different with each one the level of maturity and your growth has been i mean exponential i mean you you can see or you can hear from when you started, um, you know, PDOS uh, did an album with you back in the day. And that is so different than what you're doing right now with uh, Santana Twins. It is just so different in sound. Uh, Pete was at one time ahead of his time. So he was using futuristic sounds 20 years ago to where now he will be Mr. EDM. You know what I mean? Correct. So he would be the like uh, EDM uh, producer at the moment if he chose to go in that path. But the point that I'm trying to make is, is that you vocally have grown to this amazing vocalist where you actually now stand out from the rest, where I used to compare you at one time to Pose. You, you no longer are in that, that category shadow or you just you niched out something for yourself, which I'm proud to say it's, it's great because I get to say this is Nick Cologne broken. And people are not going to uh, say he sounds like Pose. No, he sounds like mature vocalist Nick Cologne. And to me, that's that's like the best evolution of you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I kind of think it just has to do, you know, like you said, with the whole growing thing and maturity. Um, but it, to me, it's also about the producers. Everyone is going to pull something else out of you. Everyone's going to give you different direction. The first producers 
who had me do something to sound different was the Santana tune. Kind of just taking me out of where I normally would sing or, you know, like the, the higher octave range and let's bring it down a little bit lower. And yeah, I would credit that to them as far as, you know, how it sounds different. I've come more into my own. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. They actually slow you down. They actually, you know, paced you, had you bring your vocals down. And then it, it became a crescendo type situation where you start off low and then end high, you know? And I think right. that's, a, that's a great way to pre- uh, present you. They actually started doing that with me years ago because bef- let me see, when, I, when I first started working with Pete, I started working with Santana Twins. I actually recorded a complete album with them that we just never finished it, which seems to be, you know, uh, the thing with them that <laughs> seems to happen a lot. But yeah, we had at least maybe like eight songs completed. And I, I think some about the recording process, some stuff was messed up or whatever. And that's where the original demo of It Was Love came from. That was the first song I did with them. And even that, they were like, no, we want you to sing it lower. And I think from back then, they were kind of just training me in that way. And like you said, it's like crescendo. It's like you're building up to the big part in the song. You know, if you start too high, where are you going to go? I think uh, when you first came out with Broken, I sent you an IM saying, I love the song. And, you know, I've loved your songs in the past, but I think with the Satana Twins, they really did something different with your vocals. Like in the past, you would have these runs and ad-libs, but to me, it seems like they kept it more under control. Recording ad-libs with them is very different. And they're the only producers that I know that do it this way. So once we record the entire song, they mute all the vocals. And they just play the instrumental. And we'll take one, maybe three passes. And from beginning of the song to the end, I'm ad-libbing and making up all kinds of stuff over the whole thing. And then we'll stop. And then they'll start it over again on another track. And they'll have three tracks of uh, vocals where they pick and choose and they place it. So when I get the final, it's always a surprise to me because I don't know what it, what's going to be on there. And, and I don't remember what I did either because it's all <laughs> off the top of my head. So that's that's kind of fun because, you know, when you're recording something, you're doing it over and over, you kind of get sick of it. And I always look forward to hearing what the end result is going to be because I don't know what it is. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's definitely because I knew I sent something different, not just in the production, obviously, but the, the way they directed you in the song. Yeah. As opposed to other producers in the past. Usually it, it's just me. I don't think anyone's ever really given me um, too much vocal direction. They're the first ones that take the time and do stuff like that. Sometimes, you know, songs are mishandled. A terrible version is put out. (laughs) (laughs) They're the first ones that I heard that said it's not really a reflection on the artist. It's the producer because they didn't do the right job. As a producer, you should never let something that's subpar out. And a lot of times in our music, we tend to do that. Well, that's great that you bring that up because I posted a few days ago that there are three types of... uh, people in freestyle. There are freestyle artists that are created behind the booth, and those are fabricated artists. There are singers, and then there are vocalists. And I ask, which one are you? And I will pose that question to you. Are you a studio-made artist? Are you a singer? Are you a vocalist? I think I'm all three. And I say that because sometimes we, you know, no one's perfect. And 
now we have the technology where they fix stuff. So we have Melodyne and Autotune. I hate Autotune. I despise it. Unless we're using it for um, an effect, I'm cool with it. But otherwise, I think it sounds terrible. But there's been times where we have to... Actually, the guys crack on me a lot because, you know, they're always joking, saying that um, my backup singers is <laughs> Melodyne and Autotune. <laughs> you know, sometimes we have to fix certain notes. So again, there are three types of, of artists. There's yes. a studio-made artist, there's a, there's a singer, and there's a, there's a vocalist. To me, you have grown to become a vocalist because of the fact that you've developed that training. So you may have gone from singer, you know, back in the day, you were a singer with DOS. You were a singer at Hamtronic. So now you're a vocalist with a Santana twin. So you evolved. I, I'm going to say no. I, to me, I've always been a vocalist. I've always been. One of the things I'm kind of known for is, uh, and it's been unfortunate. What you've heard in the past is not a good reflection of who I am. If you see me live, it's completely different. You know, the, the stuff that I do vocally or the way that I sing, it sounds way better than whatever I recorded. And it's kind of always been that way until now, because it's the first time anyone's really taken the time to make sure I sound correct. So you're a vocalist? Yes. Okay. So we had this conversation on social media mm -hmm. and, and you were in the same you know, wavelength that I was at. And I despise studio-made artists. And, well, I, and, yeah. and, and the reason I don't like studio-made artists is because you give them a microphone and if the song pauses, skips, or the sound system is not working, that's it. The show's over for them because they can't sing the song live. I'm sure you can. No, yeah, I, I definitely can. <laughs> and I'm going to sound like the record, maybe better. If it's a good day. How do you feel about studio-made artists? Because you, you had a, a great point that you made on that social media post, and I just wanted to talk about it here on the Freestyle Club. I mean, I don't dislike them or anything like that. I don't think anything less of it. But um, I do think that it lacks authenticity. It's, um, it's, to me, I feel like it's manufactured. It's like, you know, uh, where you have a group that's been working together for years on their harmony and everything, and then you have someone that's put together. It's the same thing in the studio. And like you said, you're not going to get the same thing live. They might be a better performer because maybe they have, you know, they're, they're good at dancing or entertaining. But to me, what an artist is, is you're, you're a writer, you're a creator. You're, you're going to tell a story with what, whatever you're writing in your music and when you present it vocally you have to convey the emotion of those words and sometimes you know it does, you don't have to be saying the word pain so that they can feel the pain in your voice and i think stuff like that is missing because sometimes people get either too technical or they're just worried about something sounding good and they miss completely that you're supposed to feel music is about feeling and if you don't if you're not putting it there it's kind of it just falls flat. But I, to me, I think that's what makes an artist. Subscribe to the Freestyle Club. On Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Google Play, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Visit thefreestyleclub.com. The Freestyle Club. The Freestyle Club. Let's talk freestyle. Uh, Jose had mentioned earlier Pose, and, and that reminded me of a track that I saw 
the Santana twins give, you know, one of their trademark sneak peeks or a little taste, as they put it, of Nickelodeon and Pose singing Simply Unforgettable. What's going on with that? So we're still we're still slated to record the song. It's going to be, uh, you know, at least I'm hoping it's going to be one of my, you know, the biggest songs on the EP that I'm working on. We had originally intended that the concept, I think we started this in 2014 when my dad passed and uh, I was, was talking with the twins and uh, we started writing the record. And we had always um, knew that we were going to do a, a record with me and Poe. So being that Poe's lost his mother, we thought like this would be perfect. And at the time we were in talks with uh, Chris Barbosa. I believe he was on board. So it was going to be co-produced by Chris Barbosa on Cutting Records, me and Poe's. And to me, that's huge. I was like, yeah, we have to do this record and we have to do it amazing. So it's something that I'm looking forward to. We're still um, going to do it where Pose is uh, already learning the record. And as soon as he's available, he's going to come down to the studio and record his parts. I'll come back and then re-record final vocals. And, you know, I would like for us to both be there because I think there's something. Sometimes I feel like there's a magic that happens when you have a bunch of creative people in the room at the same time. You know, if I can't be there, I mean, it's fine. I'm sure we can still capture something amazing. But um, it would be dope if we were all there just to bounce ideas off of each other or even vocally. I just really have a lot of hopes for this song being huge. And I think the fans are going to love it. Chris Barbosa is a legend in freestyle. Is he still going to be on board or, or did you miss that opportunity? I'm glad you brought that up. So, um, no, I, I don't believe he's being that so many years have passed. And, you know, here we are 2019 and it's still not done. So I don't, I don't think he's going to be able to be a part of it like we had hoped. What a shame. That would have been awesome, man, to bring him back, you know? It, it, it would have. That, that really would have. That's like a dream for me. That's, uh, you know, one of my favorite top producers. Do you feel that there are a lot of missed opportunities in our music? I mean, look at, look at what could have happened there. Um, why do we take so long to, to make things happen? What do you think? Uh, life happens, you know, sometimes. I mean, it's like right now. And I'll just use me as an example. I'm in the middle of recording my EP for cutting and some personal stuff happened. I had to drop everything and leave New York, fly down to Florida and take care of a family member. I've been here doing that and everything's just on hold. I can't move forward with anything. Um, luckily, I have some stuff already that's completely finished. So we can use that for the next single. But as far as uh, the rest of the songs, it has to wait until I'm able to come back. Is it um, a dream come true for you to be affiliated with Cutting Records? Absolutely. It's, to me, it's a, it's a legendary label. It's huge. The, the day the guys called me, well, this is funny. So when we did Broke, the idea was, let's do a song and put it out free so that the fans can get familiar with you again, because it's been some time since I've had anything out. And that's how we were handling it. And that was the Mississippi mix. So we, we put it out for free. And it was, if you contact the twins within a certain time, you know, they'll send you the song, which they did. So a lot of people got it for free. We sent it to all the radio stations. And then the guys called me and they're like, are you ready? And I was like, what? They're like, are you sitting down? I'm like, yeah, just, just tell me what? They're like, Aldo heard the record and we got, we have to take it back. We can't put it out for free. And I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, why? I'm, I'm thinking something bad. He's like, 
he wants the record. So you have to re-sing the entire thing. <laughs> and I'm wow. like, are you shitting me? I have to re-sing the whole song? He was like, well, no, there's only one part that he wants you to fix, but we want you to go back and re-sing the whole song. So I ended up going to uh, Luis Mate and at his studio, and I re-sang the whole, which I'm glad I did because I gave a way better vocal for it. And, and sung the chorus a little differently and sent that back. Next thing you know, it was uh, getting picked up for cutting. And yeah, I was on, I was on cloud nine. I, the best part, the best day was when they sent me uh, my contract. That, that was pretty big. I, I, I was kind of just taken back from it. It was very surreal. All right. So here's the $40,000 question that we ask everyone when they say they sign a contract. Did you get paid? Was there a signing bonus? Was there a, <laughs> a dinner bonus. at Taco Bell's? Something. Tell me something. <laughs> <laughs> um no but yes i've gotten paid and but no no signing bonus <laughs> <laughs> no we ask we laugh but um in the past some you know artists have opened up to us about how they've gone you know even bankrupt you know uh trying to do freestyle because they love it so you know we joke about it but it is serious that some people really for the love of, of the music of, of going on and, and performing, they've gone bankrupt and they, they've lost almost everything just to follow what they love. So, that, you know, we, we tend to ask that question and we don't want to, you know, be serious about it. But, you know, for some people, it is very serious, as you can tell. Yeah, I, I totally understand that. Um, but for me, I've been lucky and I don't have that story and things that I've just been, I don't know, just blessed is the way I can, is the only way I could put it. Not that, you know, I'm rich or anything like that. I just been blessed with all the opportunities and, and the doors that have opened and I've been able to walk through them and, well, you're, and continue you're, to. You're sharing cutting records and, and the label with people like Sean Davis and Niaja, and you've also shared it with Wendy. Um, you know, that's a, that's a pretty cool roster to, to have uh, distribute your, your music. and. I know that you've grown up and you're a traditionalist and you're a student of the game. And the big three for many people were Mick Mac, Cutting, and Metropolitan. So you're actually on Cutting, which people feel is the pinnacle of the three. So you must have been elated. Uh, yes, trust me, I, I, I truly was. Um, I think, you know, the I was a little sad because I kind of wanted to, you know, one of those things where you want to show it to the person that doubted you. And, uh, you know, my, my father isn't here anymore. And I really wanted to be like, look, pops, you know, I, I actually, I, I'm doing it. So now he can be like, are you signed? And like, yes, I am. <laughs> well, he knows. Trust so, me, yeah. he knows. Yeah. So, I, you know, I was, I was really happy about that. I still am. Um, I'm, it's something I'm proud of. And uh, I don't take it lightly. I think it's important, you know, how you represent yourself you know you have you have to remember you're a brand and not only that you're a part of something that's bigger than you you know and that's the label and you have to make sure you act like an artist and you're like the next generation of cutting so you know you have to follow people like karina coro uh you have to the latin rascals you know uh, uh tony moran concept of one projects you know uh noel you know, all these different uh, artists that came before you in the 80s and 90s, JD, you know, and, and it's pretty crazy that, you know, that, that, that cutting logo 
it's on your pictures and it's on your promotional material. And when you download it on so on uh, the digital distribution sites, it says cutting records on it. I mean, if I was a singer, I would I would be crazy right now uh, because of the fact that, you know, to me, it's one of the big three, one of the big three that I grew up with. Yeah, I mean, I definitely feel that way. I think the difference was, for me, um, I didn't publicly go and announce it. And, you know, like, when I signed the contracts or anything, you know, I just, uh, I'm, I'm a low key person. And I just felt like uh, there was no point in putting it out there. I didn't want to seem like I was rubbing something like that in anyone's faces. Or Well, why is it that we can't celebrate each other? I mean, it's crazy. I say I'm the number one freestyle show in all of freestyle. And I actually, <laughs> and I actually am right. But I can't say it. You are on cutting records, but you can't say it. You know, the unknown admin builds iRadio stations from the ground up, and we can't celebrate these things. Why is it that we, you know, can't celebrate each other for accomplishments? I think that that's the greatest thing that we could do well, in I 2019. There's, there's a difference in celebrating each other and your accomplishments and boasting about yourself. But you it's know, okay. I, I mean, look at. Look at the way it, you see. There are people that can't. Okay, there are people that shouldn't. But you, you interned. All right, you picked up coffee for artistic <laughs> records back in the mid '90s. Okay, it isn't like, and you did that. You know what I mean? You idolized, uh, or 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 they felt that you mimic Pose, and now you're your own entity doing a duet with Pose. You went from various record labels like DOS and Hiptronic and, and you worked independently with many people. You try to find your niche and here we are in 2019 and you're on fucking cutting records, you know? And so, yeah, man, you can boast because you earned that shit. You know, you worked hard, you earned it. And, and not only did you earn it, but you improved to the point where any doubter that you had, including myself, had no choice but to promote you, play you, and even you earned your own number one spot on our show for many weeks. It isn't like it was a fluke. And it isn't like for six months, people were like broken this and broken that. And I thought you were Matt Hardy for a second, you know, the broken universe, Nick Cologne, <laughs> you know? And, yes, and so you know, it's a I, I'm rambling a little bit, but I just, sometimes it's okay for someone like you to to brag and to be happy and to celebrate because we need more of that. You know, we need more of that. I'm sure that you know that we celebrate you. I, I'm fucking elated for you. And and I know Ralph is is over the moon because it, the song Broken is fucking ridiculous. It's, it's just an amazing song and it, it couldn't have happened to a better person. And then you having that Cutting Records logo on your picture, that's like, that's awesome. And then TST on it with the... That's crazy too for me. Like it's TST, and then it has the logo with the cutting. You know, that's some crazy fusion of of, of two generations of music. You know, three it's generations. Like, it's just dope to me. You know, it's awesome. It, I mean, it is. And one of the, well, I forgot to add this part before when we were talking about broken. One of the crazy things about it is this was a record that we were giving away <laughs> for free. You know, we didn't think. We just said, yeah, it's an okay song. You know, we didn't think much about it. And one of the things I was taken back 
back um, about the record was we none of us expected it to do how how well it did. From the time that we put it out for free to the time that it was retired, literally was from September to September. That song lasted an entire year. That's crazy. Every song that came out when in September, the songs were being retired from the uh, most radio shows within three months and Broken kept going for six months. Then the actual release came out and then the remix went for another six months. That's crazy. We, that's something I didn't expect and I'm really proud about. Well, that's well-deserved because uh, CPR always talks about how we burn through songs and it, it happens, but your song, it, it's withstood the test of time and it's proven itself to be a great song that it is. Thank you. Uh, I really appreciate it. The marketing for Broken was done brilliantly because, yeah, for a limited time, here you go, free, and then you took it back, and then it's on cutting, and then you promoted it at the beginning of the year, and then, then the, the, the full version was released digitally. So I was playing it, and then, and then it died down a little bit, and then it picked back up to the point where you went all the way to that number one spot. So that was brilliant to me. You and Alyssa B's Legendary were songs that, you know, started off slowly and just took took off month after month after month. And that's what you want out of a song. That's what you want out of promotion. That's what you want out of, I mean, have you seen social media lately? You know, it's like, and I'm going to use you as an example. Mm-hmm. We're going to release this song next week, the brand new song from Nick Cologne, Broken, happening on Tuesday, uh, February 19th, February 20th. The remix is coming out. I'm like, what the, what, wait, what the fuck just happened here? I, 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 enjoyed, so, the so- I enjoyed the song for one day. It's already a remix? Like, so this, this is my take on that. I don't, I don't really have too much of an issue because... When a song comes out, usually there's other versions of the record. So if a song comes out with remixes, it's still fine because it's still promoting the same, the same artist and the same song, and it's being pushed. And it gives an opportunity for it. Well, if you didn't like that version of it, now you like this one. So I, I kind of think it's still, it's still positive. It's not a bad thing. I think it's smart maybe to hold something back to kind of keep the, give the song some longevity but um, I, I really don't have an issue like when the song comes out and then there's like some remixes because it's like a maxi single of you bought the 12-inch. Yeah, and yes. especially when all versions are the same Planet Rock beat, who gives a fuck, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's crazy because you guys will not let that shit go. <laughs> no, dude, never. And here's the thing, we can't. We can't because what's happening is last year you you started promoting Broken and now... If you were to put a song out right now, it'll be a brand new Nick Cologne song. We know it's not going to have a Planet Rock beat. We know it's going to be quality stuff because of the fact that you're affiliated with both the Santana Twins and Cutting Records. But then we got five Planet Rock beats released on the same day. It draws out the quality stuff. So that's why we can't let it go because it's 2019 and creativity is stifling freestyle music because people are going to the well the same Planet Rock filled well all the time. And it's like, it's discouraging. You know, it, it, sure, yeah. it truly is discouraging. Well, I, I think Planet Rock works on some songs. 
to do everything like that is overkill and I think it's a lack of imagination. Not, you know, taking, I'm not, this is not jabs at anyone. It's just, you know, how I, what I think about using that beat. There's so many other directions that you can go. I mean, you could do like an old school, there's just, and there's so many different ways and avenues that you could take a record. So to keep doing that is, it's kind of a kill, but there's also a market for it. Cause I mean, it depends if, if you're, if you're looking to push the record in, what is it, uh, Brazil, it's huge. That's all they, that's all they like. If you have like a, a planet rock beat or that style of it, you got like a, a hit out. You don't have to go as far as Brazil. You can go uh, down to Texas and there's a de- couple DJs that are making a, a career out of the planet rock beat. You know, they got 20 songs that are planet rock beat after planet rock beat. And that that's, you know, that's part of why I, I get annoyed as a, you know, a former DJ. That's the most easiest thing to do. And, and when the DJs can't even mix that, Oh, that's pretty bad if you can't mix that. Listen, I turn on my PlayStation and that's it. I'm done. I'm done for the, for the month. <laughs> so what you're saying, Nicolone, is that we're going to have a Broken Rocks remix? No, no, we are not. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm I'm definitely doing something in that in that realm for my EP. Oh, he set us up. You see that, Jose? No, I know, I know. He's softening just, the blow. <laughs> just wanted to just wanted to let you know that the Skype call right now is breaking up a lot, and we might lose you. There, um, there, there will be no boo boo. You will not hear that in my promise. <laughs> I mean, Africa Babata is rolling over in his grave, and he's not even dead. I was just gonna say, I'm like, he died. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, let me let me ask you, what do you enjoy most about freestyle? That's a good question. Well, how do I answer that? Very slowly. I, I, I'm very slowly. <laughs> I just I, I just love it. What do I love about it? The music. Because for me, and I think this is most people, um, the first thing that grabs my attention is the music. And then I hear the lyrics. Usually, that's usually when I'm figuring it out because I have a tendency of singing the wrong words all the time. But um, yeah, it's it's definitely the music. The music has to move me, and uh, there's just something about freestyle music. It's done in the darker chords, and it's melancholy, and it's heartbroken. Even though we've come a long way, and now we talk about all types of issues, which is great. Um, but yeah, it, I would definitely say it's the music. It's just something about it. What is your biggest frustration with freestyle? Currently or overall? You can choose. <laughs> Let's do both. It is going to sound really corny, but it's all the negative stuff that keeps going on. It's, and, but that's always been it. That's, yeah, that's really been going on the entire time, I think. Just uh, we didn't have social media where it was up front and everyone knows about it. No, we didn't have social media, but we did have forums, and and it was the same story on the forums. No, even even I'm talking about before the forums, before the internet. Oh yeah, the problem still existed. You know, certain people, certain groups didn't like that group. Um, there were clicks. You know, our label against your label, and the, you know there there was definitely a a lot of BS from back then to now. And unfortunately, some of it still carries over. But the way things are now, it's, it's just ridiculous. It's a bad, bad look. I think if people would just be kind, and, and that might sound corny, 
but just be kind to one another. You know, the, how do you want to be treated? Treat the other person the same way. Um, I think we're so caught up in tearing somebody else down so that we can get the spotlight. But, you know, it's if you're good and you put all that energy into practicing and making yourself better and becoming a better artist, you wouldn't have to fight for it. You're going to shine no matter what. But that's not what's happening now. No one's helping anyone. People are more quick to tear you down or pretend to be a friend and throw you in front of a bus than, you know, share the stage, give some information. You know, uh, hey, I notice you, you know, you're having these issues and I don't mean it in a negative way, but let me give you some pointers to help you out. No one's yeah, doing that. But how can you how can you do that when people know it all? You know what I mean? They're, they're, I mean, and Ralph can attest to some of the things that have been going on with me recently. But, you know, I, I got somebody that got pissed off because they were number one on my top 10 countdown. I mean, that's how bad it is. You know what I mean? Like you give someone, um, wait, they get, were mad because they were number one. Yeah. They were mad because they were number one on my top 10 countdown. And so, yeah, I, I, I shit you not. This is not something I make up and they're, they make issues out of everything. People are searching on a consistent basis on social media, anything to get mad about anything to have a clash because now having a clash is the new marketing scheme on how to promote yourself. You know, I have people that start a war with me on a six month to a year basis because they know that I'm going to respond and that's their marketing scheme that they can use to promote themselves and say, oh, you look at CPR said this about me. He's such a bad guy. Buy my song. You know what I mean? And, and these are the things that people conjure up. There are so much things that people conjure up, so, many, so much clash that people conjure up just so they can sell you a, a 99 cent song and everybody has an issue with everybody that's what it seems to me well the well, thing is is that we all know that conflict sells if everyone got along no one would really care you know, as soon as there's that, some drama somewhere on some thread all of a sudden you see people coming out of nowhere you know with the popcorn getting the tea but if it's every everybody's happy, no one cares, no one uh, comments, no one likes. It, it's it's ridiculous. But uh, freestyle has become a zero sum game where, in order for Nick Cologne to win, someone else has to lose. That's the mentality. Yeah, I, and and I know that you're a very positive person, Nick, and you don't like to dwell on negativity. You know, and and you can walk away from it whenever you want, and then come back and. You know, you could take a breather, but, you know, I, I'm doing this on a weekly basis, sometimes twice to three times a week. And I just see every little detail. There are so many things that happen, you know, and, and so I, I ask you these questions because it inspires me to keep going and doing what I'm doing because I want to know what makes you tick, what inspires you to continue in this music. Because I know that you've had a hard road, especially, you know, trying to be accepted in our music really it's just about it's it's about the the love of it if you if you love what you're doing i mean i'm a creative person i don't feel right if i'm not doing that i know that this is my purpose i know that it's what i need to do to feel good otherwise i feel off i I'll, i would be depressed if i wasn't somehow writing for someone else or coming up with melodies or going back and forth with whoever I'm working with on projects, you know, that pushes me. 
it's it's what keeps me going because I mean I I truly love doing music. Jose had mentioned um, missed opportunities, and I want to go back to that for a minute. And, and I mm-hmm. think to myself, man, ever since I heard "Careless" on the Bad Boy Joe series, I don't know if how many people remember that back in the back in the early two thousands, right? Yeah, that, that song. Uh, Careless is on that compilation. I was thinking to myself, I gotta see this dude live. You know, I want to see him live because it was that song that that made me look for the Believe album, and, and I got to hear "Release Me" and all those other songs. But why don't you perform more? personal choice or is it just uh, you know uh, other limiting factors i'm just curious about that oh i'm, I'm gonna be honest about it it's a personal choice and it's just if no one's asking you to perform <laughs> you know That's i'm ridiculous. not ridiculous i'm not good i'm not knocking on doors begging to be a part of something because they're gonna want you to do it for free and me personally i know my work and i've paid my dues and i've done plenty of free shows and promoted myself. I just, I'm unwilling to compromise. I I need to be paid for it because when you do it, when an artist goes to perform, they have to make sure that they, they look a certain way. So you have to buy something new. You have, you know, transportation and depending where it's at, you know, so I'm supposed to come out of pocket every single time and buy something new and, and then not get anything in return because no one really supports. They're not buying the music like they used to or they claim to. Everybody wants it for free. Everybody wants free. And I just, you know, I just won't do it. I see you have some flyers soon after your name was taken out of flyers. So I could understand, too, that there are times where people want to take advantage of you. They see that you have a new song and they see that, you know, it's hot and people are really drawn to it. And they'll try to use you again as a marketing scheme to get to where they want to be. But in the end, you're the one that gets uh, left with... uh, the bill, of course, because you got to pay for your own transportation. Just right. all the things that you said, your outfit, you got you to gotta get yourself there. And then at the end of the night, that person's counting money while you're trying to figure out, you know, the balance of your bank account and if you can get home, you know? <laughs> exactly. And, you know, like I said, I just, uh, you know, sometimes you just, you have to just know your worth. You know, and I think, and, and there's going to be times I will, you know, I perform for free, but it depends on what it is. But I'm not going to go and do something and, and either be the only person not being paid or being underpaid. I'm, I'm just as good as, as a lot of people. I'm better than some. And again, like I said, just have, you have to know what your worth is. Let's circle back to the Santana twins. 
Uh, what is it about this specific team that makes it seem like this is the only team that you're going to be working with uh, in the near future and for the rest of your career? How long was that contract for? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, my contract is we're cutting, not with the, the well, no, yeah, you know what? It's, it's with the twins as well. What am I saying? I just, I, I really love these guys. Um, I've known them for years and it's just the way, like I, I, there's a magic that happens. The vibe that, that goes on when we go back and forth and we bounce ideas off of each other. It's amazing to me, some of the things that they do. And they're so talented. And I've learned so much working with them from uh, vocal tricks, techniques, production, how to get a certain sound, how to thicken a sound. I even took a crash course in editing. You know, not a lot of people are doing that. And, and they do it well. It's like, it's at the top. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm just grateful to know them and have a friendship with them. And I don't know. I just can't, I can just talk all night about them and just say a bunch of good stuff. From a person looking from the outside in, I just feel that they've actually taken their time with you. And it's not because I talk to them and it's not because I talk to you. It's because I can hear it in your music. And it seems like they take their time with you. They're very concerned with what they present with your name on it. Uh, they feel that quality is important. They feel that you being represented in the way that you should be represented is important. And you can tell it in the product. And so the reason, again, I ask that question is because sometimes you find a team that just gets you. And it's not because you don't like the people that you worked with before. It's just there's something that, that clicks more than what clicked before with others. And so, you know, my, I commend you and I commend the chefs because I, I can only hear good things happening with you because of the fact that I know that they're going to take their time with you. They're not the only people that I'm going to be working with. It's definitely um, a working relationship that I have no intention of letting go of because I know whatever I do with them, it's going to be at the highest level and quality. And I know that they will never put anything out where I'm going to sound bad. And there's, a, there's a something comfortable and reassuring in that when you know that you're in good hands. So you're saying that Santana Twins are the all-state of freestyle production. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? Yeah, yeah, they could, they could be that. <laughs> but besides them, you know, I'm, I'm also planning to record um, another song with uh, Pompeo Masano. And uh, we're going to be doing that in the, com in the coming months, hopefully. How many songs are you doing with Pomp? Um, as far as I know right now, one. He, he's putting together a compilation. Yeah. He's doing Hiptronic uh, Volume 2. Oh, he's, he's actually going to do that? Because I, I know that was the plan, but then, you know, I guess real life happens, like you say, and right. things get delayed or put on the back burner. And I, I haven't heard his name in a while. I actually like that first volume, unfortunately, it came out at a time where everybody was talking about the other album that came out that was basically 50 Shades of Carlos Burials with that same Burials beat for like 15 tracks. And again, you know... It, 50 Shades of Carlos Burials. Oh my God, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that that literally, it was like 17 tracks and 15 was produced by one producer and they all had that same... Carlos Barrios beat playing. It, it, it was either prevalent or it was underlying. It was copied and pasted over another beat. It was 
you can hear it in every track. Basically, it was their version of the Planet Rock beat. Exactly. That's what I was just going to work my way up to. Without, I was trying not to say the word Planet Rock beat, but <laughs> it, it was that version of the um, Planet Rock beat. And I think Pompeo's album didn't get as much um, noise or attention as it should have because, you know, it's hard to compete against a Carlos Berrios beat even when Carlos Berrios is not using it on one of his productions. That brings me back to my original point that I was trying to discuss with with uh with nick cologne and and that is that we celebrate mediocrity and we celebrate the studio-based artist the artist that is created in the studio one that if you give him a mic at a puerto rican festival in front of ten thousand people nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine are going to turn around and leave because they can't sing live and so we celebrate a lot of mediocre to awful songs and then the vocalists, like yourself, sometimes they get pushed to the back. You know what I mean? And mm. I, I truly dislike that. It, you know, even on my top 10, you know, I, I sometimes got to put songs on there that I don't necessarily agree with being on there. And though they may not make it to number one, it's still a black eye to our music. Uh, because I think that vocals should count. If I have, if I have a Nick Cologne song, Jocelyn Enriquez, and I have a Lisette Melendez, and then I have Fulano de Tal, you know, that was a studio-made artist, and it doesn't sound, you know, up to par, but they have a hot beat, you know? Like, it's like promoting Tear Shed, you know, the original version. You know, you got a bunch of vocalists, and then you got that song on there, and you're like, all right, you know, this may not belong here. I'm really interested in hearing what Pompeo comes up with with you, because that album that he did before, the compilation that he had before, was different. It, it was freestyle, but it was different. It had, you know, real drum beats in one song. It had a, a guitar rift in another song. It had elements of EDM in another song. To me, that that was future freestyle, you know, to, to borrow that term from uh, Tasmania. Freestyle that he was putting out then was different. It was unique. It, it, it had a twist to it. It's a little bit more modern. And, and again, I, I don't think that he got the attention or the noise or... or the credit he really deserves for putting out that compilation. And so with you now, I hope that, uh, you know, he gets that recognition. I hope he puts out something worth the recognition, but I know he will. So I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, you know, so am I. I Pompeo's sound has always been in that EDM realm. I already have the, um, the demo music for it. And it's nowhere near the final, but I, I have an idea of where it's going to go. And uh, I, I think it's going to be a good record. Well, I'll send you my email address, and you can send that uh, forthwith after the, after the <laughs> podcast. You got it. You got it. He'll kill me. I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> the Freestyle Club. The Freestyle Club. Let's talk freestyle. <laughs> besides, besides being a great vocalist, you also write. So what are some uh, songs that you've written that we might have heard but didn't know it was Nick Cologne's song? <laughs> then here I go blank. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a trick question. <laughs> I, I know, I know. I, just, I wasn't prepared for it. Um, I've written for Angel Mena. I can't think of the record now. Um, I've written for uh, Remio. Um, currently um, wrote with uh, the twins for Sam Savant, uh, Niasia, A.B., I'm writing uh, for Cynthia. I am. Oh, um, there's also a record for Joey May. These are all upcoming songs. 
Um, some of them are already done and some are upcoming. What do you like more? Do you like writing for others or do you like to sing songs for yourself? I like, I'm going to say writing for others. There's something about hearing someone else interpret your, your words or, or what, whatever the concept is that you have. Um, I think that's beautiful. You know, like the song I, did, I wrote originally that Angel Mana did. Wow, I cannot think of the name of the record. I wrote it for Cynthia Figueroa. It was written to the music that Susan Santiago recorded. She did a record called Freestyle for Willie Valentine, Estilo Libre. And it was written to that music because that was the track Willie gave me. And it was supposed freestyle, to be Cynthia. Freestyle Estilo. Yes, that's it. So it's written to that music. And I believe it. she, um, she had some issues uh, singing, I think, the, the range or the key that it was in. So they never took it. And I just always had this song. And um, at the time, I wasn't able to record with anybody else new music. And me and Angel had talked about working together. So I knew he was putting together um, some stuff for an album he was doing. And I offered him the record. And it was great to hear his interpretation of it. You know, he changed maybe one or two words to, to fit him because I, I guess it was a little feminine because it was written for, like I said, Cynthia. And now it's a guy singer, so he had to change some stuff. But it was, to me, it's, it's rewarding. It's, it's kind of beautiful when you hear how someone takes it, even vocally, something that I wouldn't have done, but to hear what, they, what he did. And uh, yeah, I, I love that. What's the name of the song? You know the name <laughs> of the song. I know you know. <laughs> what's the I name of the song, it. Nick? Nick, tell me right now, what's the name of the song? I'm telling you, you're never going to, I have no idea. <laughs> you want to sing it for me, Nick? I couldn't, even if I wanted to. Is it, is it how I feel? Mm. I can't go on. Mm. There can only be one. Mm. It, was it on the album that he completed? Mm. He did, it was a single. I, I, I don't think he did, did the album. Now, now you're going to. Have me be here. Oh, you, oh you don't know what it is. I thought you was messing. <laughs> no, I, I really don't. I, I was trying to figure it out because, I mean, he got a whole load of music on my hard drive here. Believe you me, I got demos galore. Is it the devil inside me? No. I'm done with love? Nope. Is it believe me? No. Break away? <laughs> is it a slow jam? Is it I can't go on? Is it Esa Loca Dale Huevo? Bereaved in a part, I suffered in vain. I suffered in vain. Okay. All right. Break away. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it was going to drive me crazy. <laughs> Wait, but I, I, I said break away. You did? I didn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember Boy, that. My memory's bad. Mm -hmm. I'll forget what I'm saying in mid sentence. That's the yeah, one no. that had the, the cover that was Breaking Bad on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they should call you at, uh, uh, Nick Cologne Finding Dory. <laughs> I, I think Rock, Rock did a, a, a remix for it, too, I think. Correct. Yes. But yeah, he did like these really cool harmonies and stuff, and I never pictured any of that. And, you know, he just took it in a different direction from, you know, what it was originally. I missed the original co-host of the Freestyle Club. <laughs> I haven't spoken to him in 22 weeks. Well, you might, you might have him on third chair soon. 
I hope we can get him to come back to the music, you know, if not on the podcast, at least. It was announced that he's, I don't know if it said he signed or, but I believe he's working with Julio. Oh, his brother. Yeah. Oh, the Mena brothers are back. Watch out. All fucking time. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm sure he'll promote it and he'll be able to come back on the show. <laughs> the, the love of CPR brought them together. <laughs> I knew it. Did it really? <laughs> we have a, a new song that, should be coming out pretty soon. All right, let me ask a question to make pretend I'm a... Oh, no. We'll have the investigative reporter ask you. Go ahead. <laughs> what song is coming out and when is it coming out? Okay, when? I don't know. But it's coming out soon. Um, now, is that soon as in soon-ish? Or, or is it uh, Puerto Rican TST time two years from now soon? Uh, no, definitely. I, I wouldn't let them. Uh, no, it's not, it's not going to be like that. You know, we're, we're hoping within uh, the next few months, I should have a, a new single out on, on uh, Cutting TST. And the name of the record is uh, Foolish Need. And it's a song that I have been in love with years ago when I first started working with them. I heard a demo of it. And I believe the person who demoed it back then was Sammy Exo. And it's a really, really great song. I and think that Sammy Exo was trying to take the song back. I hear the dog barking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> That's my neighbor's dog. I, I fell in love with this record from years ago when we were going over what possible ideas for what song to do. We went and then we recorded Foolish Need. And um, that was actually supposed to be the first song. And then we ended up doing Broken and giving Broken away. And that we were holding Foolish Need for cutting because the way the guys do it is if it's a song that I'm writing or, or or the artist wrote on, it's presented as Nick Cologne. When it's something they wrote, it's presented as Santana Twins featuring whoever. So that's, I believe, how uh, the song will come out. Really excited. Just went back and forth with the new demo for it, and it's hot. It's 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 dope. It's really dope. I'm excited well, about this. Well, we're going to need the full song for the podcast so we can put a snippet of it i appreciate it thanks um, <laughs> yeah can't do that <laughs> let me ask you a follow-up question to something that you just said do you have an issue with the producers putting their name on your record and having it called featuring uh, because you know to me and you can agree or disagree it's fine i think that the artist is the one that gives the rep to the producers and not vice versa, where the producers are the ones that are supposed to give the rep to the artist. So, you know, I, I have a big issue when it's, you know, the producers in big letter and then it's featuring the actual artist on the bottom with small letters. So how do you feel about that, having the producers on, on the pr promotion part of, of the song that you sang? Uh, it doesn't bother me at all, um, especially in this situation, because it's their song. They wrote it. Um, I'm just interpreting it for them. A lot of people don't notice, but the Santana twins are actually signed to cutting records. They're not just the producer, they're the artist. So anything that comes out, it's that brand. So, and that's another thing. It helps me too. Listen, I was, they're probably going to laugh, but <laughs> when I went out with them for, what was it? Um, there was a benefit for CNR. And I'm standing there with the twins, and I think Remyo's with me, and Aldo's with me. And do you know how many people came up to me and asked me to hold 
the camera and take a picture of them <laughs> with the Santana twins. And then and one time I'm standing there with them and they asked me to get out. So they <laughs> take a picture with the twins. And then they're like, you know, oh, can you do it? Can you take the camera? And I was telling the guys later on the night, I said, if another person asked me to take your picture, I'm swear to God, I'm losing. <laughs> Because here it is, you know, like usually we're the artists, we're the one that they take pictures with. But the guys, you know, they have a name for themselves. It's a brand. So, you know, I say that jokingly, but just to say having TST on there, that helps me. So I think anybody who had an issue with it, it's kind of foolish because it's it's going to it helps each other. Yes. But but again, I I don't want you holding the camera. You know what I mean? I want people to come. I want people to go to you. Nick Cologne, you know what I mean? And I want them to hear you thank the producers. You know, I just think that there is a hierarchy when it comes to promoting music, especially freestyle. And maybe I'm too old school, but to me, you know, the the artist is the one that presents the producers and, and not vice versa. I get what you're saying. I I, I get what you're saying. But because I, I wouldn't, I, you know, to me, I wouldn't allow anyone to hold the camera or make you hold the camera. You're the artist. I would, I would be pushing the per, the people to you. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just the way it well, should be when it comes to, and, and I know, I understand, you know, Santana tours are producers. And if I saw Carlos Barrios or if I saw a producer that I'm a fan of, of course, I want to take a picture with them in a public setting. You know, I, I just, I just like that whole hierarchy situation where the artist is the one that is allowing uh, the producers to get some shine and they get to send them a shout out on stage and they get to, you know, present them. And, and then the artist is the artist, the person that everyone should focus on at all times. Maybe you should have worn like a peacock. Uh, you know. <laughs> no, you know what? I, I tend to be the, the, the guy that I'm told I, I, I seem or look unapproachable because I don't look, I don't look friendly, I guess. I, I don't know what it is. Well, you and Angel Mena, you and Angel Mena as well, you know, like Angel Mena has that same issue, you know, Angel Mena got that stone face and I'm like, no, no, he's actually, <laughs> he's actually smiling. That's what he's doing right now. That's right, a smile, right, right. you know? And so, yeah, I understand you guys are, you guys are big teddy bears, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, the thing is that you guys are friendly as fuck, you know? And so people just have to learn how to approach. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I mean, you know, sometimes I, I, I used to get this, uh, this bad rap where people thought, I was like uh, stuck up or conceited or whatever because when I would go to shows, I didn't, I would never, I wouldn't mingle with everybody. So if I knew I was performing, I'm sitting in a corner somewhere with tea, and either I'm uh, doing runs and, excuse me, preparing to perform because I don't want to. When you're in a club, there's loud music, there's smoke machine, all those stuff that hurts your voice. So I would always stay to myself and people would always be like, oh, yeah, that Nickelone thinks he's better than <laughs> he thinks he's better than everybody. He doesn't want to talk or whatever. But it was never that. And then it's bad enough that I have this face that I look like, you know, leave me the fuck alone. But I'm really not like that. <laughs> but you know what? That Traditionally, an artist is supposed to go to the back. He's supposed to be chilling. He's supposed to be, you know, uh, not talking so he can conserve his voice. He's supposed to be back there, you know, thinking about what he's going to do on stage. So everything that you're doing is what traditionally you're supposed to be doing. Now, the fucking artist is drunk before he goes up on stage. Oh, and, that's you know, so bad. And he's slurring through the whole thing, you know, and 
And then, you know, then they wonder why they don't get booked after, you know, and that's the unfortunate part. Right. That's, you know, I think it's really important how we present ourselves. Some, some people forget, you know, you're an, you're an artist, you're a, you're a public figure. You have to kind of just, you know, walk that walk. Sometimes we put too much personal stuff out there. I think people need to remember that uh, Nick Cologne is the only artist to get a negative five on the rudeness meter. (laughs) (laughs) They shouldn't be afraid to approach you. (laughs) And and as far as, you know, that whole, uh, you know, producer featuring artist thing. And I I think it it just comes down to if, if the producer is well known and the artist is not, I, I think in that situation, it's okay. You know, like I tell you this, if I ever had the opportunity and this is, you know, my, my dream producer is Carlos Barrios. I had an opportunity to, man, it, I, my name don't even, it could be NC. My name <laughs> don't even have to be on there. Just you put Carlos Barrios all over that shit. <laughs> for me, it, I'll it, be it, so happy. For me, it goes back to the uh, early 90s when you saw that red cover and little Susie was like a little tiny. Uh, uh, oh, that's so distasteful, though. <laughs> exactly. And then it says, Tony, Dr. Anna Garcia, huge on the on the uh, cover. He has her in his hand. And, I, you know, from that point on, you know, that, to me, that was like the most disgusting, you know, CD cover I've ever seen. To see Tony, Dr. Anna Garcia in big, bright letters, and they have little Susie, featuring little Susie small, and then he have a little Susie in his hand, like she's a little genie, like that's disrespectful to me. And so I've always wanted... I've always wanted the artists to get the shine first. You know, it's a Shook Knight thing. You know, when Shook Knight used to be like, if you don't want, you know, like Puff Daddy used to be on the videos, you know, trying to sing, you know, and just trying to upstage everybody, you know. And right. And but see, it's about intent. You know, is is that what the person's intending to do? You know, in my situation, no, not at all. I you know, it's it's not anything that I, I'm really concerned with. Yeah, I have to agree with you on there. Intent is is paramount because with, with one producer, you know that that's his history. That's what he's doing with every artist. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know... Here's an example. Pompeo, when we did uh, the Hiptronic CD, it's a picture of Pompeo. It didn't, it didn't show any of the artists. Did you have an issue? Yeah. You're such a lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, are you serious? No, do, you you think, do you think I want to see? Well, no, because you know what? I never said Hiptronic or I never said Pompeo Masado featuring. I always say Nick Cologne, Tyree Hernandez. You know, that's I would concentrate on the artist. I don't concentrate on the producer. You know, there was a time where the, the guy that used the Carlos Barrios beat told me that I had to mention his name first. All right. And it was mandated that I had to and do that. Therein I, lies the intent. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> exactly. That, and that's what I'm saying. You know, we have one producer that's notorious for, you know, having his name first and omitting some artists from, from the from the label itself on the, on the vinyl. But then you have, you know, with TST, you know that intent is not there, dude. You know that the, to them, it's all about the music. It's not about anything else. Yeah. At least that's how it comes across to me. That's how Aldo wants it. Because they're, like I said, they're, they're assigned artists to that label. Aldo did explain it to me because I've had this conversation with Aldo. And, really? you know, he, yes, of course. <laughs> well, you really don't like that idea, huh? <laughs> of course. I, I had this conversation. I've had this conversation with Aldo Marin uh, uh, two years ago, I, and he explained it. 
he, he was talking about how at that time the producers uh, were the ones giving uh, the shine to the artists, like uh, in EDM music and in other forms of music. So he wanted the same thing in freestyle. And that's, that was his explanation to me. You I know, think I, they did the same thing with uh, Concept of One, right? The Concept of One, Tony Moran, uh, yes. It was Tony Moran featuring, you know, whoever was on that album, right? Isn't that yeah. how it was presented? But did you see the, the font? Noel is huge and the Concept of One is small. You know what I mean? But whose picture is on the cover? What, uh, what cover, sir? The Concept of One. Isn't it like a like silhouette type of thing or something? On a 12-inch record, is a blue Cutting Records logo, and it has Noel in big, bold letters, and then it does have the concept of one on top of it. No, I'm, I'm referring to the album. Uh, you're talking about the concept of one album? Yeah. The concept of one album is great with Tony Moran's silhouette on it, yes. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> when, when did Tim Spinning Showman get, get here? Boom! Now we have a boom meter on the podcast, so we do. <laughs> yeah, every time somebody mentions Tim Schomer, it goes boom. Boom. That's funny. <laughs> so again, you know, it, it's something that it's the intent. I got it, Ralph. Bro, I'm good, man. I'm good. Okay, I, I thought everybody was gone. Like, it's the intent. No, no, no. <laughs> we had it. We had to take a deep breath after you know. Now that you got that part, you know, got it out of your system. We wanted to give you a chance to just inhale it and let it marinate. I, I still, I still believe that the artist should get to shine. <laughs> it's, it's not, not going to change. I remember change. back in the day, Gecko, Steve, Mister Mammy O'Neill. Then it would have the song "Dreary Day," and like, who the fuck sings it? I didn't want to know who sang it. I just wanted to know why they sang it. <laughs> That's bad. I, I don't know what record that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, song! I don't know. The guy was kicking rocks while he was singing that song. Oh, dreary day. <laughs> People love that song. That's the weird part about it. You know, it's funny that you say that. I, I and I'll never. I will never understand it. The worst thing to ever come out is what the fans tend to like they love it freestyle dead <laughs> <laughs> and, and to think that 2018 2019 is the best freestyle we had in probably seven years yeah it, i think you know our music is looking really good right now you guys don't agree no that's what i'm saying i think that you know these past last year and this year is shaping up to be the best years in freestyle for since you know at least 10 years i would think yeah absolutely i've never left freestyle uh, freestyle has been a constant for me on a weekly basis and i've enjoyed all the great tracks throughout the year so every year we've had at least 20 good tracks 30 good tracks so you know uh, every year's you know gets better and better but every year we have some duds and believe you me if you're listening to some of the songs that are coming out like great vocalists because they are with horrible production and I, I just can't play that stuff you know uh 2019 has been played with planet rock and I, we, we could talk about that all day but uh, we, you know even though we can focus on the new stuff at this moment you know there's a lot of shit right now that's you know taking a lot of space yeah well to me it, it... Yeah, there's always going to be bad music. Every year we we get bad bad tracks. That's that's the one constant, right? In freestyle, is that we're always going to get bad tracks. But the good tracks are really good this year. Last year and this year 
are shaping up to be good years. That, that's how I see it. And we should enjoy that. We should celebrate it. Uh, I, I would want Willie to do more music. I would love for Angel Mena to come back and, and do at least two or three songs and, and maybe some remixes because I really enjoy his take on things where he puts the focus on the vocals and not so much on the beat. I miss Angel Mena's... Uh, I miss Angel Mena when not not only his vocals, not only his, his writing or his production, but the audio quality. If you listen to an Angel Mena audio on on the the quality of the audio, the mastering of it, it's it's superb, you know. And not not many people have that ear like he does. I've heard some good mastering from Santana Twins. I've heard good mastering from you know Willie Valentine. And then there are some others that are. I mean, I just got a song uh, in my inbox, and I'll forward it to you, Ralph. It, the the beat is higher than the vocals, and you can't understand what the guy is singing. This is the finished product that they're going to sell to the community. The Freestyle Club. 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 Freestyle News. Welcome back to the Freestyle Club. And up next is fan feedback, and we have fan feedback from our guest. Yes, he gave this back <laughs> in week one or two of the, uh, of the Freestyle Club. Nick Cologne wrote, the Freestyle Club reminds him of the frack and flat levers. What part of the the club reminds you of the frack and flat levers, man? Wow, what a setup! I wasn't expecting that. I <laughs> <laughs> held it for like seventeen episodes. So. I, I just I just want to say that I had no idea this was going to happen. I I forgot I wrote anything. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what do you mean? What what part of this reminds me of that? Everything about this. I mean. It's three people discussing what's going on currently in our music. I mean, it's not as um, mean girlish <laughs> and controversial, but uh, yeah, it's, it's great. It's the same, you know, it's kind of it has the same format. And uh, I was a big fan of that show. And I, I love this as well. You know, here you guys interview the artists. They get to tell stories, stuff from when they started. They, you know, they, they talk about topics that are happening currently. It's great. Well, you know, full disclosure, Jose had originally came to me and said, hey, how would you like to be part of the Frack and Flat Leavers? And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool, you know. And then somewhere along the line, he changed it to like, well, let's do our own thing, me, you, and Angel, uh, and we call it the Freestyle Club. And I'm like, well, you know what? I think that's a relief because I would hate to have seen Philip Anthony performing formally as freaking flat leavers, <laughs> wearing one of those uh, those little bracelets saying, you know, freestyle against phonies. So I'm glad he changed, <laughs> changed the name to uh, the Freestyle Club. I think I think that the fracking flat leavers for the time, uh, what we were trying to do at the um, at the earliest uh, inception was to actually talk about topics. But we got so personal that we never really talked about anything. And we just sat here, you know, and, and told stories. And, yeah, we, we we got some content in there. But it just became to the point where we were just fighting a bunch of wars right. and, starting, and starting a lot of fires. And, you know, I, I could do that, but I don't want to. And so the good thing about this show is that I have the conscience of the of the show, uh, Ralph. and And so, you know... I don't have to worry about that. He's like, hey, you know, maybe we don't have to put this here and maybe that's not good. And I, I, when I'm editing, I think about what he would like and what he would not like. 
and I take stuff out, you know, and it's not because the artist asked me to, it's because it's best to let the story flow by itself without having some thing that doesn't, doesn't sound like it belongs. Uh, but, uh, I'm I'm glad, man. I'm glad that you you've gotten an opportunity to do all three shows, the Frack and Flat Leavers. Uh, you've done Clubhouse Dance Music, uh, my PG Radio show, and <laughs> and now you're doing uh, the Freestyle Club. This is the Freestyle Club Pick Hit of the Week. Welcome to the Pick Hit of the Week. Of course, it's customary for the guests to go first. Nick Cologne, what is your Pick Hit of the Week? For me, it's going to be Lily Rose Magical. It's so magical. Well, Nick Cologne, I want to thank you so much for joining us on this week's edition of the Freestyle Club. Where can your audience find you? Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. So Facebook, it's just Nick Cologne. On Instagram, it's NickCologne21. And on Twitter, it is NickCologne76. your pick hit of the week my selection is Shana Masaran Tears I Cry we made it to iTunes again folks proof that a freestyle artist can make it pick here of the week is Audi Medina Need You Alone part of Tasmania's Future Freestyle. Well, that about wraps it up for this week's edition of the Freestyle Club. My name is CPR Jose Ortiz. He's the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes. Until next time, peace, love, and freestyle.